new. Uh, what's up, guys? This is Johnny Gamble, and today we have Reed Williams. Hey. Say hi, Reed. Hey, what's up? Um, he recently partook in the Human Library at Center College, and we're going to start off with him talking about that. All so right, cool. go ahead. I mean, it was a cool experience. You know, I didn't, I didn't really get to talk much to. I didn't get to talk to many people about my topic, which was uh, my the history of my um, dealing with my Asperger's syndrome. And I, you know, I thought it would be something good to talk about. You know, it's something I'm comfortable talking about it, which is why I was so eager to do it. And I thought I would enjoy it too. But I would say for the most part, the one thing like people asked me about was like, you know, what is it? Or like, you know, what does that entail? Cause it's not really something talked about nowadays. You know, it's, it's not ignored, but it's not like it's not like people know like what it is. You know, it's just whatever, I guess. Yeah. So tell us about your journey with Asperger's. All right. So, I mean, it all starts when I was like nine years old. My mom took me to a doctor and we did like certain things like I had to uh, organize cubes into a certain pattern, you know, um, write down my name and like certain words and stuff yeah. and do, do you remember equations. how you felt i remember just doing it and i was like you know okay like i'll do this i don't know why i'm doing this but yeah i'll do it i mean because i mean it wasn't like boring or anything because i was a kid and i you know i guess i found this pretty enjoyable because sure. this was considered like a doctor's visit but i never really thought of it until we came back home and uh, my mom uh, had me watch this video about a guy with Asperger's syndrome. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't really remember much about the video, but I, I remember what the guy like, you know, looks like and stuff. But the one thing that really stood out to me, I remember was him being like, you know, if there's a cure for Asperger's syndrome, he doesn't want it. Which yeah. that, that really... How do you feel about that? I mean, I I... Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that because, like, you know, it's it being a part of me and who I am, it's really merged with my personality and what I'm about. But at the same time, I've always wondered, like, you know, what would I be like without this thing? Because it does affect the mind in a really interesting way, very different yeah. from many other. As you got older, as you came of age, did you struggle with interpersonal communications with friends at school or even your family? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, tell me I about mean, it. I still struggle with it today. But, um, yeah. College is a whole new piece. Oh, me? yeah. It's a whole nother. There's girls here. Oh, <laughs> girls. I didn't yeah. have girls in high school. That's true. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You went to an all boys Catholic school. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. It shows how far I've come. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, it's, I, I would just, like, I was fine for the most part. I didn't, I never really thought about it. I never really went any, through any phases or anything. It was just like, you know, I was a kid. Uh, yeah. but, but then until, but then when I hit middle school, the, like, everything changed. Everything went to shit. Cause, like, yeah. you know, my teachers, you know, they were really mean to me. They never really, like, thought about me they always thought oh well he needs to do better but like you know we're not going to encourage him we're just going to say hey do better or like you know 
damn it, you're not doing well. You need to do better or else yeah. you, know, you won't succeed. And, you know, I there were no accommodations for me. Uh, there were no, I, no one met any accommodations for me because, like, I found this report on the doctor's visit I went to yeah. when I was nine and it said I needed accommodations. And I think that would have changed everything because in middle school, like the whole curriculum changed. I didn't know what to do. Cause I actually had to like work harder and like study for stuff more. And no one ever like encouraged me to do that. They were all just like, you know, do whatever you already got this. Yeah. So you're in favor of, we need some education reform. Yeah. I think we need a heavy education reform to help kids with different learning abilities. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot with my sister. She's a student teacher right now. And <laughs> She uh, tells me often of, she doesn't get into the specifics because you're not supposed to, but just of how students differ and how Mm -hmm. the classroom is, the teacher has to be very dynamic in her skills to accommodate all the students and how our current system isn't quite up to speed with the challenges that our diverse communities need. Yeah. Um, So anyway... Not to cut you off short on that. But it's cool. It's cool. We're going to go to another topic since uh-huh. we're just examining you as a common person in, you know, the, two, the early yeah. 2019. So yeah. how about religion? Tell us about <laughs> spirituality, faith. Yeah. It all comes you religious? down to this. I, am, I mean, I know you are, but they don't. <laughs> well, whoever they, they, whoever they may they be. They do now. They do now. Yeah. So tell but, me about uh, that. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm pretty religious. I I've been pretty faulty in that lately. I haven't really gone to church. Um, yeah. But I've just been... A little so backslidden. A little, uh, you know, a little... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not college. Skipping. Um, but yeah, no, I've grown up Catholic, went to Catholic grade school, went to Catholic high school. Tell me so. about your faith and Asperger's syndrome. How did they play together? That's an interesting question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. But... Yeah. I would say for my Asperger's syndrome, hmm. well, for both, it was, I've had to learn a lot of religion over the years and specifically about Catholicism. And I would say I remember most of it just because like, you know, it was forced, basically forced upon me. And, you know, I, I think having my Asperger's syndrome Growing up, I was always like, oh, well, this is the norm. Like, everybody has some form of, like, religion they follow. Like, I never really knew what an atheist was. I just thought they were someone who was like, oh, I didn't go to church. But, like, they never really considered yeah, whether or not God was real. But um, my sophomore year of high school is when I was like, is when I realized, like, oh, well, anybody could just break down Christianity into, like, an ancient cult that worships, you know, okay. a guy, some guy who was supposedly the Messiah. Yeah. And like, I realized that, but then, and that kind of freaked me out. Cause I was like, you know, should I follow this? Am I following something? And, yeah. And it was kind of ironic too. Cause I was, I was asking God whether or not I should like listen to this or like believe in this. And so I struggled with my faith a little bit in high school but did hate, did faith help you overcome challenges with Asperger's? Just yes or no, really. Mm, not, not to say yes or no, limit you just, yeah. I don't know. No, I, okay. see, I don't think my faith, I, th- I don't think my faith really had a, any effects on my Asperger's syndrome or like any 
it didn't really do yeah. much for it because you know faith is like separate from the mind in a way like there's no specific part of the brain dedicated to religion even though we have different parts of the brain dedicated like you know language and thinking and yeah all that kind of stuff and so you know it's it's always just been something i've you know taken part in plus like you know, if you have Asperger's syndrome, you love like, um, uniformity or a consistent schedule and, you know, just going to mass on Sundays. Yeah. It a little was, serial killer ass. No, I'm just kidding. Like I'm that, just kidding. Like Sorry. Right. So, um, yeah, we kind of got into you before we let you tell where you're from, how you're here, how you yeah. came here. So give us some mm, of that. Well, give it, us a brief backstory before we go any further. In media res, as journalists say. Sure. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yes. But, um, I wanted to be one of those crooked people a while back. <laughs> those Gosh. crooked people. Fake news, am I right? Fake news. Yeah. Anyway. Um, a little backstory. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. In the armpit of America, huh? Pretty. No. The armpit. <laughs> the, just kidding. It's like the inner ball sack of America. Whoa, like, whoa. You know what I, you know what I yeah, mean. Sure, you know sure, I, sure. That's, that's the Midwest for you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, born in Columbus, Ohio uh, on June 19th, 1999. So I've been around for a while now, almost 20 years. Oh, you're so old. I know. Oh, I'm so, this is, I swear to God, it's going to be well, weird. I mean, on average, you got what? Three, three-fourths left. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that, hopefully. Yeah, so continue. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, uh went to a Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Um, you know, I've always been interested in whenever uh, there was always been like certain topics that I would take deep interest yeah. in. Before we go into that, are your parents from Ohio? Uh no. My well, yes, my dad is from Columbus as well he's from a yeah. little town called bexley and that's yeah it was actually like a small jewish neighborhood that's been there since the early 1900s oh. maybe earlier than that Is your father jewish no okay my grandparents are catholic but they moved there in the 50s yeah so my grandfather was in the war where do your where do you people come from where have um, you done a dna thing uh sort of actually actually it's Interesting you mentioned that. All right. You know, well, are you a mutt? <laughs> I might be. I I actually am, but um well before I get into that, uh, my mom's from Missouri. She's from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. So she, you know, we got some background there. Yeah. Got some family there. But so it's it's an interesting story. Um my my aunt, uh she traced our my dad's side of the family, uh she traced our lineage back to like the 14th century or like late 14th century yeah. and it turns out i were directly related to the tutors of england you know who they are yeah. apparently there was like a sure. so there was a uh, <laughs> morgan ap yvonne and um basically like he married this uh bastard daughter of um. one of the tutors or like the Patriarch right. tutor, I forget. So his one name. of the bastards who wasn't in the royal picture. Yeah, it was. Sure. <laughs> her name was like Joan Tudor, I think. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I I try to look for like books on her. I couldn't find anything, but then, but then my great great grandparents, maybe great grandparents. No, it was my great great grandparents. Um, 
were German immigrants. Okay. Uh, they immigrated to South America, uh, where they stayed in Brazil for a while, where my great-grandfather was born. Uh, his name was Rio uh, after the, during, the city. During... During... He was born... Uh, so my great-great-grandparents uh, left Nazi Germany. Right. And they were old, older than... Before? Uh, born. During the I, regime? I think... During the regime, yeah. Oh, okay. So they got out. Yeah. I'm trying to think how I'm related. I think my great, great uncle, I want to say. Yeah, his name was Hugo uh, Wagner. He um he was a famous sculptor in Germany. And he was ordered by Hitler to like create sculptures for him. But he, he didn't want to do it. So he had to like leave the country. And... um Basically, yeah, uh, they moved to South America, then they came to the United States, where they came up to Ohio, and, you know, the rest is history. My grandfather yeah. worked as a... Spread m- like roots from there, I guess, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's like my grandma's side, but like my grandfather's yeah. side, um, he... We come from uh, the United Kingdom, mostly like uh, England and Wales. Oh, okay. So... Um, we came Crumpets over, and tea, huh? yeah, pretty yeah. much, you know, a little, uh, <laughs> little, uh, Crumpets uh action. another revolution, you know, yeah. but, um, they settled in Massachusetts at first and I do have, uh, I forget the name. I think it's John Williams. I think he was in the revolutionary war. Wow. And yeah, I've got a long like history of military history. Okay. Like, all right. So. That's a little backstory. Yeah. So you finished off at Catholic high school uh-huh. from there and just now you're here? Is that now I'm here? All right. So what do you want to talk about next? Politics or politics. That's always contemporary. Or let's maybe How about politics? Okay. That's always an interesting subject. Yeah, tell me about your political convictions. All right. Well, I mean, I know you've always wanted to know this. I mean, I don't sure. know if it's like a passing thought you had or not but like i know one day you were like you know i want to learn about your political views man yeah all right so as far as the political spectrum goes i'm definitely more on the right i definitely more conservative than most people i know Mm -hmm. um except maybe my parents and grandparents but it's I'm more of a traditionalist, I guess you could say. Like, I'm more in favor of, like, you know, World War II, Greatest Generation, and, like, you know, degeneracy comes from, like, modernism and Marxism and um, materialism. Okay. And okay. it's That's not... interesting. Yeah. And then, at the same time, a bigger... You could say this is more of a liberal view, but I have a greater, like, emphasis on nature. Like, I'm, I'm pretty... Pretty hard, like opinions against uh you know um you're a conservationist like who also has conservative values it's not that yeah. far-fetched it's not but like i know i know a small yeah. i know a group who i'm actually in that group but mm, gotcha. a bunch of people actually believe that way gotcha. one one view that like i do have that's probably different from those views is like i would and actually 
Nah, it's never mind. Okay, don't, don't talk about it. Sure. Yeah, because I... Since we are examining you as, like, a person in history, how do you feel about abortion? It, I don't like it. It's bad. Great. Okay. They kill babies. That's, like, yeah. what more do you need to say? For sure. Um, like, you could say it's... A how do you feel story. about legalizing pot, marijuana? Um... Yeah, a little gray area. Yeah, it's a little gray because, like, on the one hand, it, it does have its benefits and it doesn't really do anything, like, horrible. But at the same time, I don't think we should – I don't think we should continue to build a culture based on, like, drugs, sex, and, like, you know, material pleasures. Because, like, yeah. okay. you know, if we legalize pot, then everybody will be like, oh, this is a whole – well, I, I guess, like, see, that's the, that's an interesting thing because, like, right now we have a very large marijuana culture, and I think that's built up because of the fact that you're not allowed to do it. So maybe it's, like, you yeah. know, going against the grain or something. Maybe it's a good thing that <laughs> marijuana is the thing that is bad and you're not allowed to do, so kids will do that, and it's not as harmful as drugs that would be, quote-unquote, not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Because then when that becomes the norm, you think, I'm not allowed to do that. And kids, you know, yeah. being the rats they are, like, <laughs> I mean, we, we're that age too. I mean, I mean, yeah. But kids our age, you see this all over college campuses, especially, even ours, and kids want to do things they're not allowed to do. So maybe mm-hmm. that's not a horrible thing that it's still. Maybe that guy on your floor is just a big rebel. Sure. He's always smoking. Yeah, he's, oh gosh. It's crazy. Yeah, for the for the listeners, there's a guy in my dorm hall, and I come out of my room, and it smells like a <laughs> absolute pot greenhouse in there. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how the man's not been caught and expelled yet. Damn. Okay, so would you say would you identify with the Republican Party? No, I don't identify with either party. You would identify as an independent. Independent. Yes. Would you use the word moderate? Um, or would you use the word centrist? No, I don't, I don't like centrists. They think they're above everybody else. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I get that vibe too. But, yeah, but moderate, I would say so because like I'm tolerant of some people's views, and I want like you know the future to be bright, and I know you know as a society we can fix things, but at the same time, like my ideal world, and I doubt it's gonna happen. My ideal world is more like conservative world i would say and like that's not to force anything on people because like what we call conservative today was the norm throughout most of history sure i would say but you know it's like i don't want to force that upon people but that would be an ideal world is like the value the values of like you know over a hundred years ago okay what are some forms of just media in terms of recreation entertainment what do you consume like do you what listen do to consume? podcasts do you watch tv do you watch netflix um i don't really youtube youtube's a big one yeah. youtube's a big one for you for me youtube right, is yeah. a big one um, i was curious uh you play an instrument right I sax do. it's an alto saxophone that's I, it uh for now yeah. For now, yeah. The voice, my voice is yeah. An so, if anyone listening, he just got recruited to the the looks, the on campus band who. Yep. Uh, they're very good. They're very good. So. Very. 
popular. Snaps for reads. Yeah, on snaps. For reads. For read on that. They might be. Um, how do you feel about Israel and Palestine? <laughs> <laughs> just jump right <laughs> in. Just get right into it, dude. Yeah, why not? Honestly, it's Let's like. Try to answer in I've, three what, sentences. Three sentences? Yeah. Sure. I feel so, like. Or I is don't it too complex? Okay, okay exactly. well, obviously it's complex. That's, like, that's common. It's like a lot of Americans. Yeah. But I don't know enough. I can wholeheartedly agree on that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't either. I don't know enough. I think, you know, the Jews, I think the Jews have like a right to their land. Yeah. Because it's been their holy land for, you know, most of history. But at the same time, you know, for like Christians and Muslims, there's also holy significance there too. So they should also maybe not give up their nation state but like be more open to compromise you know, compromise maybe. definitely yeah. well there's definitely yeah definitely if there's one thing that made you what would you say is one thing that makes you that makes you feel patriotic what is it that's a good question you you got good questions for this podcast yeah. man one thing that makes me feel patriotic yeah hmm probably just like Man, that's that's tough. I I would say probably just like seeing stuff around me that like oh at our at our bare minimum we help like when the um uh when the hurricanes and the yeah like, we just South band Coast. together yeah we, we don't banded together yeah and I saw all these pictures like a guy was one of the more famous ones was like a guy holding like a woman in his arms yeah and then like. You know, um, so coming together in times of disaster, coming together, catastrophe. Yeah, and at the same time, like our basic instincts of oh, we need to save each other. Like this is what we need to do. Okay, that makes oh yeah that for sure. I would say that, and then like the more natural world, like being able to see like fields and like trees and like like if I haven't been to Yosemite, but if I went to Yosemite, I would be like. Wow, to think like over two hundred years ago, our forefathers. Yeah, I got this that land. feeling too. When I, like, I went there in spring of twenty seventeen, and when we drove through this little tunnel and came to the first big view of it, I was holy shit. Yeah, I, I was like, I know. wow. I, I you I, feel like the Caspar Caspar David Friedrich painting of the man looking over like the clouded. Oh, I love that painting. That's one yeah, of my favorite yeah. paintings. Yeah. Um, that's, well, that's how I felt. It was very interesting. No, yeah, no. I went to Gettysburg for um, a Boy Scout trip and like we yeah. were at the... Scouts, you didn't tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's not... I'm hey, just you know, kidding. We, we're, we're all losers. No, no. Oh, come on no, now. You're not. Come on now. No, you're not. I was only in it for three years, though. I didn't really get too far, but I, had, I enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I learned a lot. And uh, you ready to kill a deer in the fall? I, you know, when you put it that way, um, uh, hell yeah. Whoa, okay, yeah, no, yeah. No. good. I'm glad I'm you a, go. I'm excited for a little business trip that we're gonna do a little jerky trip. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jonathan has asked me to go deer hunting with him next year. Gonna culture him. <laughs> gonna bring me to so the... we're just looking at some news and today just 
Yeah, we'll so the Chicago Tribune, Lori Lotfoot elected as the first black female and openly gay Chicago mayor. Okay. How do you feel about that? Do you think that matters to first say that? openly gay Do you think the gay part matters? Black. Gay part definitely does Because how matter. I feel when I read that, I just think... Literally, just if she's good for the job, she's good for the job. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And first of all, like if you say, I feel like the LGBTQ plus community is pretty accepted. Yeah, yeah. I, they say they're like oppressed and all, but well, in some areas, it's pretty inarguable that no, they are. No, I I would say no to that because okay. Um, do you remember? I forget the name of this porn star, but do you remember the porn star that like killed herself? Over, Recent like, news? No, it was like last year, I think maybe two years ago. No, I have there no was, idea. there was a porn star that didn't want to do, um, of like a shoot with a guy who does work with other men. Okay. Cause she didn't want to like, you know, get an STD or something. Yeah. And the, entire gay community like she got so much backlash from the gay community that she just killed herself overall of, like, the hatred whoa i didn't i've not heard about that i I, I, read ref- about it. I refuse to believe that an oppressed minority can like can just like do that has the power to pretty much have someone kill herself because you make one statement that the gay community finds unacceptable or like you know offensive one statement doesn't even it can be like i hate gays and they're gonna you'll get so much backlash and like that'll and it'll affect you and anyone who's not even a part of the gay population will anyone in power above you that's not even a part of the gay population will take it out on you and they won't be they won't have any sympathy they will be like oh you're under this job oh you said this you made a joke about gay people but they found it offensive all right you're fired okay so you're now you're getting into, I didn't plan for this to go this way, but you're getting into the idea of, like, the era that we're moving into now of, like, not quasi-controlled speech, would you say? We're seeing it on, like, big news and stuff like that, how people, even comedy, mm-hmm. people are restricting comedy now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny you mentioned And, like, our teacher and, what did he say in religion? If you can't make fun of, you know. Just anything. Bad, if you can't make fun of anything then you can't make fun or something. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that was an interesting point because... Yeah, because, like... Comedy's becoming more censored now. I know. That's interesting because used to... And maybe that's just we're getting more PC and people have different feelings about that. PC anyway. Yeah, I mean... Well, let's let's look... um, Personally, I'm not... PC. Well, I'm not PC, but I'm not for, like, gay marriage and stuff. Okay. But. Yeah, no. I mean, that's your own conviction. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's it's another thing where it's like, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. Because they're not from, for in your eyes, they're not fallen from grace. Yeah, they're still people. Like, I'm not going to treat them as anything less. I mean, I know what they're doing. I am against that. But, like. Yeah, for sure. They're still people. They still have the free will to choose that and they that also means they have the free will to do you know good in the world yeah okay interesting um let's see what else what else will i ask you about today i don't know man it's your podcast 
you just hit me up with. Uh, How do you feel about Greek cloth? Greek, oh, yeah, because you're a member of the Greek of you, community, and so are you. For those yes. of you who don't know, we are both currently members of the fraternity Beta Theta Pi. On the Epsilon chapter. The Epsilon chapter, yeah. How do I feel? You know, going into college, I was like, <laughs> I never seen Animal House, but I was always like, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of um, people partying, guys and partying, and it's like being stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's very different, isn't it's it? It's very different. I We're not allowed to talk about the inner work fine details yeah about it but it changed me honestly like i it was not something i expected and you know beta is such a more refined fraternity than say like you know delta kappa epsilon or maybe like phi phi delta yeah well that's your personal opinion i mean compared i mean on our campus at least i I won't say that about anybody else's campus but like yeah no it's just so different and the amount of brotherhood i get out of it is overwhelming yeah it makes you feel like a home away from home when it, you go to the house in a way yeah no definitely yeah for sure because like you know going to all boys high school it was yeah you had those fraternal bonds for sure yeah well it was it was interesting though because like you know we were sort of all thrown into it on um in high school you know we were all i mean we knew we were we were going into like an all guys uh high school yeah. and we were all going to like you know in a way suffer together because you know high school sucks ass but like we still held that you know brotherhood at its core yeah but then here it's like you can choose a certain place and then those guys you know you have certain bonds with them for life yeah so i didn't know this but we're limited to 30 minutes so oh we have about 20 seconds left anything you want to say in 20 seconds and Uh, we could continue maybe in another browser but no it seems like we're limited uh, thank you for having me. It's been great being on this podcast. Okay, yeah. I feel like you had a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, I'd love I mean, to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Maybe after we deer hunt. Yeah, maybe. Have some feelings about that and whatnot. Anyway, thank you. Okay, hey, we're back. So Yes, we uh, are. We figured out we weren't limited, and yeah, so yeah. we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, What were we talking about? I'm not sure. Yeah. Tell us about your classes you're taking. My classes? We are talking about you as a person in history. Like, Jesus. What kind of classes do you have? Right now I'm taking Philosophy 220, which is basically, uh, you know, 17th and 18th century philosophy. Yeah. Which is a lot. And it's pretty tough class. A lot of reading. Boring. A lot of boring reading. Man. I hate to see that one. You really do. I mean, you know, it's just a gen ed, so it'll be over before I know it, hopefully. And then, yeah. of course, Humanities 120, which I'm very delightful to be a part of, especially in uh, concerning who my professor is. Yeah. Who is your professor? Um, Might as well mention him. Yeah, Professor Ken Keffer. He's a... Uh, yeah, I've heard good things. He's such a great professor. I love that man. He's, you know, he's an easy professor to write for. He's, you know, really fun and nice, and we just do some great stuff in his class. Yeah. And I, honestly, I'm going to be pretty sad when I don't have him again. Like, he's a Dang. great professor. Yeah. What about your other one? Uh, chem 132, you know, just more gen ed chemistry. Uh, that's basically it. Um, yeah. Then we got religion 150. Yeah. Our, our uh, shared class. Our shared so, class. 
What do you want to do with your life? Uh, that's a good question. I don't really know. Wow. But, well, I will say this. I'd be, I'd like to be an archaeologist. Yeah. Possibly. Um, although I don't want it to, like... The anthropological side or the chemistry side? Both, really. I mean... Yeah, okay. I Got mean, all I, the tools in your tool belt. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but, so you want to be a, an academic. An academic, but at the same time, I want to work in the field. Like, I don't want to work behind a yeah, desk. A lot of them do. Yeah, which, you know... You mean mainly work in the field. Mostly Not like, you know, yeah. teach a few semesters, go on sabbatical, years, go on sabbatical. Yeah, it's not like, oh, hey, you want to be like... Full How the Egyptologists are the who like they like live in Egypt and study Egypt. Yeah. Well see the problem with that is like I, I wanna have a family like after college. Yeah. And uh I don't know, because like it has a lot of traveling involved, so I don't know like what where specifically I would work. Where in the world do you want to study archaeology? What are you interested in? What Ancient cultures? Uh, Western Europe, definitely. Uh, I would say I mentioned more like medieval cultures. Okay, yeah. Yeah, medieval side of things have always uh, intrigued me. And, you know, I'd love to study that. But, yeah, I I would say, yeah, the United Kingdom. Because my family has a lot of history there, as stated before. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, though. You know, you got to learn a lot of things about human history. Sure. You mentioned getting a family after college. So you, how would you describe your, the culture of, from from your perspective, uh, the culture we're in in college as far as? As far as? Let's just say the culture of dating in college. You are a person in history. I, I don't know about your experiences. I mean, so I've only had one girlfriend, so it's so. not anything too big. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I um, was mostly referring to what we talked about before the podcast, like how you're, uh, you just, you're, you want marriage. And that seems like, that's a, interesting as a lot of kids in college go against that grain and just want yeah. pleasures and, you know, just stuff that's in the, in the here and now and don't really care about their yeah. future in that way. So I was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you don't really have to talk about that, but I was just interested. Yeah. I mean, like, I think something that's, we need to go back to. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's the highest form of love you can show someone else is committing your entire life to them. Sure. Giving great. them everything. And I mean, after that you can yeah like, pursue pleasures with them, but you know, I, I think that's more the religious, like sacramental side is like, Oh, you can, yeah, have sex with them after marriage, but you know, yeah, it's just a plus in my case, hmm. a big plus, I would say. So, you're from southern Ohio, uh, the central. middle of Ohio, yeah, central. Yeah, how's the opioids there? Uh, it's pretty bad, you know, Dang. not a lot of people dying, yeah, eastern Kentucky as well. Mm. Oxycodone over prescription, hydrocodone over prescription, heroin overdoses, yeah, it was actually rough because, yeah. um. First semester in the late fall, uh, one of my classmates died in my class at 18 years old. Of an overdose? Yeah, I don't, it wasn't of like opioids though. I forget what drug it was, but it was an overdose. And yeah. um, I think they said he was a pledge for like oh. Sigma Phi oh, uh, so fraternity. He was probably being hazed. 
I think so. Oh, well, that's horrible. They released it. They released a report. Um, oh, and I'm, of course they covered it up or something. Yeah, no. Oh, the fraternity, the fraternity's trying to like argue or like go against them because the parents are trying to sue. Good, they need to sit. Yeah. Fraternities like that are ruining Greek life. Yeah, well, fraternities like that are ruining college in general. I mean, yeah, quite literally. Yeah, but yeah, no. When I found out, I was like, Crushed. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, because I knew who he was. I've talked to him. I um had good moments with. Him. I remember like, I I, rem- I like to remember certain moments that remind me of the brotherhood I had in high school. And he had one of those like certain moments where we were in French class. And um, I had to translate something that was pretty long. And after sure. that, and after that, he just looked behind me and then just gave me a fist bump. Like, yeah, just a little thing. It's just a little thing. And like this guy, he he hung out with like you know the quote unquote cool kids. Yeah. And you know he was a bit of a jock. Um, I mean, he didn't really play it's sports. I mean, he wasn't a prick. He yeah, was I know. What you one mean. of the nicest guys in our class. I mean. Yeah, he played basketball. Um, yeah, okay, I get while. what you mean. So just a great guy all around, just it's different friend all groups. All around, yeah, no. I mean, he had different friend groups, but he would treat everyone, everyone with respect and kindness. And all of us like we were brothers. Wow. Man. I'll never forget that. And wow. he died at 18. Wow. It's just rough. It's just <laughs> weird to think about that. Like, Yeah, no, that's... I still can't believe he's gone. Like, I never would have expected it would be him. Yeah. No, I had a recent experience this fall with my aunt. I maybe have mentioned to you a few times. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't really my aunt, but she yeah. was so close to my mother in college. And she moved away after college, but she came back later. And they remained great friends throughout life. And she got a job teaching special education in our county. So during my high school years and my middle school years, like, we were extremely close. She was my aunt. She wasn't Jackie. She was my Aunt Jackie. Yeah. And then, you know, horribly addicted to smoking, um, overweight. And then, you know, one thing or another, she got kidney cancer. The doctor, you know, they said Mm -hmm. the smoking, it was directly led to the smoking. Uh, It spread to her back. Spread to her back, my God. Yeah, but they got it. They got it? Yeah, they removed the kidney with the, the the malignancy and... Or the malignant tumor or whatever. And uh-huh. did spot radiation treatment on the back. And it was gone. And they got it out of her system. And then she developed pneumonia on in her immunotherapy stages. Yeah. And there was too much stress on her lungs, I believe. And she went into cardiac arrest because her body was mm-hmm. just under so much stress of the medication. Mm, that's cancer and just like having weeks and weeks of that and it's just like i get what you're saying though like it's just weird it's just weird to think that could happen it's like not like you have that stage where you like wow that happened then you're sad and then you're then you're like how i've been lately is just like what Mm -hmm. like wow there's just someone who's there who's not yeah and the way they do it the way they, it's like hospital, grave. Mm-hmm. So interesting. It's just like gone. That quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but um, it's, it's hard. Like I remember uh, the most recent report my mom sent to me like three weeks ago on, you know, like how his parents were going to sue the fraternity. 
I think they were going to sue the college and then have the money like come from the fraternity or something like that. I don't remember, but yeah, uh, she sent the report over and like, I mean, I, d- I didn't forget about him, but like when she sent that, it just like dawned on me, like, yeah, he's really gone. Like this really happened. And it was even tougher. Cause like, you know, my high school really valued like brotherhood over everything else or at least brotherhood. And then, you know, academics were like, yeah. Cool. And, um, one thing we did was after like the funeral procession, uh, we held it at the school, um, in our like common area. Yeah. And one thing we did was all the students that were there that were like, um, well, all the students that were there, uh, and then like the members of his class, of my class, uh, his class as well. We all like went out and we all like formed up on like this circle drive. And so that like, you mm-hmm. know, the, um, uh, the, so I was just reading about the people who were involved in that fraternity death. Mm. The hearse could like, you know, drive around, but we would be like, all lined up next to it so we could you know yeah before and that was just that got me like i started crying like one of my friends grabbed me like hugged me immediately and it was just awesome like i didn't i mean i had to go home for that and you know i was planning i was planning on going to the um theater production they had going on but you know i had to come home early because of that yeah, huh. it, it's just, it's just been crazy. Yeah. So, uh, if, what's the most beautiful place you've seen? The most beautiful in nature. Place I've seen yeah, you talked nature. about nature a lot. So, on a lighter tone, that's rough. Just I, the most beautiful piece of nature you've seen. That's that's a tough one because, like in person. Sure. Okay. On, in a picture. Pictures can move you in ways being in person can't. I mean, it's, That's true. Things affect you differently. Yeah. In a picture? Mm. Oh, that morning. Tired hitting you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I only had one class today. It was an 8 a.m. So now I have the possibility of going back to bed. Ah, or we could play video, video games later. Uh, we will play video games later. <laughs> um... I don't know. There's a lot of pictures of like Ireland. Yeah. See, that's what Ireland. I was just looking at on my phone. Um, it's just so beautiful. My neighbor was oh. at Trinity College in Dublin. Yeah, he's from, Sheesh. I want to say, a small town about 30 minutes from Dublin. That, I And could, they're visiting family right now. And he... Um, I could stay in that library for hours. Yeah, it's just amazing pictures. It's their coat of arms. Mm, that's a nice coat of arms. There's uh, the provisional government of the Republic of Ireland. Damn. It's really cool. Uh, and then that's his family, Finn, mm-hmm. Maggie, and Jack. So, so cool. they were my neighbors growing up. Yeah, they're awesome people. Yeah, no, Ireland. Colm's an awesome dude. That's cool. But, um, yeah, man, Ireland. He was telling me about it the other day, how he was going, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's like, amazing! Because there's this. I think our study abroad program maybe has a thing where you can take classes at Trinity. I want to say. I got you. So, um, I mean, that would be a dream. So, 
Yeah, as for in person, yeah, yeah. You know, I, going around to like the more countryside of Ohio, it's it's pretty beautiful. But I've only been out of the country. Corn. Yeah, it's a lot of corn. It's mostly corn. <laughs> corn, man. But it has corn and moment. soybeans. Um, other than that, it's like driving through West Virginia, and when everything's like either either in the fall when everything's changing color, or when it's full the trees green, in the valley, or when it's full green. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying West to find, Virginia. trying to find some pictures. Mama, take, take me home. Yeah, that's, I play that song every, every time I get on the road to go home. <laughs> it's great. Of course, you have to. Then I listen to little Joe Rogan. So. Of course you do. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Shoot, I don't think I have him, but I've only been out of the country once and that was for a trip or a service trip to, um, yeah. To Guatemala with your church? Uh, no, with my school. Your so kind my, of my high school is a religious thing. Yeah, it was missionary work. Yeah, basically, we had yeah. to Guatemala like, you know, build a school. Guatemala, yeah. Guatemala, Guatemala, and uh, Guatemala. Nah, I, I wish I'm I just kidding. Pictures because they had such. It, we went to a cathedral. It was so beautiful inside. Like yeah, it would put any church in the U.S. to shame. I can except maybe yeah. St. Peter's in uh, D.C. But um, God, and just not, not just that, but like we went on a, like a little speedboat on, yeah. um, like this, um, I don't want to say the ocean. It was like a small gulf, maybe. Sure. Um, going to like Santiago Atilan. It was so beautiful. And yeah. they had like three giant mountains. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In 2017, I went to Honduras and, um. It was like that, but no, not like that. We went to yeah, a very well, small village and mm-hmm. um, did some ministry work, uh, just taught, like going around to local churches and stuff. Um, nice. We helped with like the Baptist sort of school institution that was there where we stayed. And, um, okay. you know, a bunch of guys went on the trip and we did a lot of manual labor, you know, fixing buildings. Yeah. Um, Fixing the roofing on a lot of the buildings. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. So a lot of just manual labor type stuff, but then also the ministerial side. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was really the first time I'd been on something like that. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it, cha- it changes you. I try to serve. It changes you. And I try to serve the others more than I get served from the opportunity. But mm. I like to think you can do both. You know, you can take something from the oppor- from the opportunity, and you can serve the community in a way that helps them. So yeah, you know, I definitely get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the way it was set up, it was uh, the way it's set up there. It's uh, it's not a band aid type solution. You know, it's it's there in the community. You know, like they have a place to educate pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, school for kids like you know so it's a real mission yeah it's not you know we're going down here and we're gonna go paint some buildings and yeah then leave yeah no it's just show up somewhere and do that and leave and like i personally have a lot of problems with stuff like that yeah i see it was a shame because like that's what we did we had to build like the base of the um, school well i mean you're getting to that effect though that you're yeah. creating permanent change. Yeah, it was like an addition to uh, the school, and we had to, you know, help 
build the foundation. Oh well, no, yeah, that's that's not a man-made solution. I know. I I just feel like I could have done so much more. Like, yeah, you leave with that feeling. Yeah, I mean, we did because it's so... weird. You know, you fly. Where did you fly out of? Oh, we what? Where did you fly out of uh, Guatemala? We flew out of Houston. Okay. To go to. Did Guam. you feel that just difference when you landed in that country yeah. versus when you landed in the U.S.? You Definitely. Just, you just. It's just so different. I, you know yeah, I, mean? I was like, I'm back now. It's like, holy shit, no one, like, it's so different from this area. Yeah, people are so not, they're not grateful here, are they? There's no gratitude. Yeah. I swear, like, everyone in Guatemala was so happy. And, like, yeah. no one, no one was like, oh, like, I'm having a bad day, don't talk to me. Everybody was like, you know, hey, come on in. Yeah, for sure. No, I know what you mean. It's just a different culture. Yeah, even I admired it. The foreman who like had to deal with all these like seventeen and eighteen year old like high school boys, punks, these (laughs) punks from another country. I'm just kidding. No, you guys aren't punks. No, we were. Who knows? You might have been, but um, Eh, not really. But and and only like one of us who actually did like actual construction or foreman work. Yeah, for his like official job. And he mostly helped with the foreman. And, I mean, we had our own jobs, too. But, like, the foreman, he would show us everything. He would communicate with, like, body language. And he was, he did not complain or, like. Yeah. And interesting, another thing. Do you feel, like, after, probably, I don't know how long you stayed. but Ten days. Yeah, we did, too. Um, You almost pick up the language. You pick up a. (laughs) No, okay, I'm not going to say. Definitely not. (laughs) Not that. Definitely not. But. I understand. The subtextual conversation, sublingual conversation is like, people are so good at connecting that language barriers. It's almost like you can get through any barrier. Yeah. It's like not even there. Yeah, no, it's definitely there. Like, it's definitely like, that's how it was. Because yeah. they seem to like respond well to English speakers because they must have like a lot of tourists there. And oh, not, man. and we went to a like a, a street market, one yeah, day, yeah. And the guys like spoke English. I mean, it was like broken English, but yeah. they still they spoke it pretty well. So let's flip the coin. Yeah, let's flip the coin. Flip um, the coin. Yeah, I've, we have class in a few. Or I have class in a few, so we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty quick. But just one, just. Anything, anything you want to tell us? Because I'm sure you'll be back on, but just like one more yeah. thing you want to tell us. Um, anything in the world. Anything in what the world. What do you want to say? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, any any guy out there who's trying to find the right woman, just. What? <laughs> just okay, a little relationship know, advice? A little bit, you know, just wait. <laughs> Your time will come. Um, you know, if you have good chemistry with. A girl, then she, that's probably the one for you. Okay, we're, you know. we're ending with some relationship advice. That's interesting. Nice. I mean, I myself but, uh, could use some. So. <laughs> that's probably that's why you know just to sympathize. <laughs> anyway, so this was part two, and thanks for listening. As always, no script. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I said last time. No uh, script. No script. No lines. No word. No. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, basically, <laughs> no preparation. We're just two yeah. people having a conversation, learning more about the person. Yeah, and I, um, 
So that's it. Yeah, I think. Thank you. Oh. I think uh, just one more thing. When you yeah, said yeah. let's flip the coin, I think you should have that as like a staple in your podcast. Like, yeah. if you want to change the subject. Or yeah. Something. So maybe we will have a list of subjects in the future, and we'll flip a coin and just start talking yeah. about it. Hey, let's flip the coin. Let's flip the coin, dude. Let's flip the- All right. Well.